You're listening to Geeks Unleashed, a podcast that covers what's current in the world of pop culture. I'm Mark Brassington, and I'm in London. And I'm Jasmine in Texas. Hello, welcome to Geeks Unleashed. It's episode 99. 99! Wow. Um, I'm Mark. I'm Jasmine. And new episodes come out most Wednesdays. Most <laughs> Wednesdays. We're doing the best we can. Uh, by the way, if you are watching on YouTube, thank you so much. We would also really appreciate it if you would like this video and subscribe to our channel. Um, and if you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, we appreciate that as well. We would also love it very much if you would leave us a five-star review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Podchaser. And we would very much appreciate it. So uh, yeah. on this week's episode, we'll be... We'll be chatting about the San Diego Comic-Con, which is still fresh right now. And then we'll be jumping into all three Fantastic Beast films. And uh, that took me a while to get that right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) uh, Basically, we're going to be closing off our Wizard World Marathon. And um, do you know, I'm actually glad that we've done this. Like, I have never really sort of delved in, I think, like in detail. Or when I have done it, because everybody else has seen it, you don't really go to work or hang out with friends and go oh what show pot last night and people were like yeah okay i've seen that yeah like, way to be 10 years behind man yeah yeah like and so but because me and you have been chatting about it it's actually been i sort of i picked up things i guess or like yeah um but it's been kind of fun to chat about something old so yeah it's been nice to kind um, of revisit this i actually uh had never seen the second and third fantastic beast films like i knew the big spoiler that happens in the second film, but I didn't, I had no, I realized like once I started watching it, I was like, oh, I've never actually seen this one. Yeah, I had seen the second one, but I only seen it once. Um, but the first one I watched a lot, like mm. I really like the first one. So, um, but anyway, we're not going to talk about anything that we may have watched or read or whatever this week. Um, to be fair, I haven't watched that much. Me neither. I have, re- I have read, I have read two comics, but we won't talk about those now. So, um, we're going to jump straight into the San Diego Comic-Con news. Oh, so, man. So uh, much stuff. So much stuff happened at San Diego Comic-Con. Well, I mean, that's, uh, do you know what? It's kind of come out of nowhere for me, San Diego Comic-Con. I know I, di- I didn't go and I've never been. Um, but I always remember, like, always been really hyped about it every year because obviously yeah. so much stuff comes out and it's like, oh, my God, have you seen this? Oh, my God, have you seen this? Like, yeah. And last night I was just sort of reading all the news and watching all the trailers and I was like, wow, that's just one thing after another coming out here yeah i think they really Um, showed out this year because it's the first year back i mean they tried to do something like last november in person and it didn't really it wasn't really that big but this is their first year like back full capacity uh since covid so i think everybody was just like a little bit more hype so it just feels Mm. like there was a there was a lot going on yeah it does like the level of stuff that's coming out me and jasmine said before we start recording I mean, whilst I'm hyped, yes, I feel like some of the things are like three years from now, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, they get oh, talking oh. about stuff like this is coming out in November 2025. I'm like, the hell, 2025? Like, I don't even know what I'm doing in no. Well, I do know what I'm doing in November of 2022, but still, like, <laughs> just, that's way too far out. I feel like I don't know. Uh, I get why they announce it because. I guess Marvel were like, well, we'll just get in front of it and just tell you ourselves before people are bleeding cool ruin it anyway. Yeah. Like, well, somebody ruined it because Marvel had to file their patents or their trademarks or whatever uh, hmm. for Avengers Secret Wars and Avengers The Kang Dynasty. They had to file those patents before they could announce it. And so as soon as they filed those patents, uh, 
someone was like, Marvel filed this, that, and the other. And everybody was like, ooh, that means they're going to announce it. And sure enough, they did the yeah. uh, very next day. <laughs> nothing uh, nothing much, is secret anymore. Pretty much when any website, because they either did the patents or they register a website for yeah. that movie. Right, and right. then that's it. It's, it's even before the studio gets to announce it. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, we've sort of written down a couple of things that we're excited about. Actually, we'll start, I'll start from the bottom of this list, as you've just mentioned it. So they've um, what Marvel has stated is that phases four to six are the multiverse saga, mm-hmm. um, which kind of really... Did it start with Spider-Man No Way Home? It would have to have started um, with No Way Home, yeah. Or, or well, or well, movie-wise, but actually maybe like Loki as well. So yeah, Loki, I... Loki touched on the multiverse. Yes, but... Spider-Man originally was supposed to come out before Loki did. So I'm yeah. I'm still going to go with just cuz timing got off cuz of COVID, but like yeah. I would say multiverse started with No Way Home. Yeah. So that's where it started and clearly Loki and yeah. uh Spider-Man No Way Home were clearly multiverse type. Um and then of story. course uh Strange too. Strange, yeah. Yeah. Well, Strange too as well, which was um clearly multiverse as well. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so it ends with two Avengers movies, which is Secret War and the Kang dynasty. So Kang made a very well, wasn't Kang, it was like a, 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 a variant, variant of Kang. Yeah. Uh in Loki made an appearance at the end of Loki. So it's kind of cool. We'll get to see him for oh, real in uh Ant-Man and the yeah. Quantumania. Yeah, so that's all gonna be there. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, like these films are like uh, sort of announced so far ahead. But it makes you start uh, to be honest, I did start having a conversation today, my wife, like, well, who's gonna be in it? Like, and right. she's like, well, she goes, well, all the good people aren't in Avengers anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, that's harsh, but like, she's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, I, and I was like, yeah, but hopefully by the time we get there, you know, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, but the, we'll yeah, that's like, the point. They're going to be like rebuilding the team up until yeah, 2025, right? You know, so, um, you know, we're going to have our new Captain America who hopefully, because there's a new Captain America film coming. Yes. So hopefully we'll, we all love our new Captain America as much as we did Steve Rogers. Yeah. And I, I understand, like, you know, when you people do love Chris Evans. So to have have him step away. And it's always the same with any any franchise where you have the lead steps yeah. away. And then they have the 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 sort of the second person now is the first person. Yeah. Um, so I'm ho- I'm hoping that by the time we get there, we've got quite a cool lineup of Avengers. So yeah. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I reckon, though, my thing is, I reckon She-Hulk will be in the Avengers movies. I mean, it's... They they don't have... They've got plenty of characters to pull from, basically. Mm-hmm, yeah. So, uh, I'm not too worried. It's just a matter of... It's a matter of team chemistry. Like, you're not really going to know whether or not you love it until you see them all together. That's the thing, right? Well, I reckon they'll have... Oh, see, I haven't seen the latest Saw yet, so I can't... I don't know how it ends. But they'd be silly to not have Jane Foster as Thor. I mean, whew, we'll see. We it shall see how that goes. Like, it, yeah. it's interesting. I'm, I'm more excited instead of like the big event films. I'm more excited about like the individual films. So, yeah, I'm excited. We're getting Blade. Blade is next year, yeah, instead of like 2025. So we get Blade next year. Uh, I'm, I'm like excited but at the same time i'm still really bummed because like i still love the wesley snipes oh, no. blade film so like i'm it's it's like i'm gonna have to put that out of my mind and then just kind of go into this new blade fresh like i do love mahershala but you know 
I know. I really wanted them to bring back Wesley Snipes, and I know, like, he's older now, but he's still in shape. Yeah, like he could. He could. I mean, still he still be does Blade. those Expendables movies. <laughs> so he could still be Blade, and he yeah. would be so good at being Blade. Oh, you man. would have to. You would have to separate those Blade films off. Yeah. Um, like you, it would have to be a complete reboot. But I would be down for it. Just yeah. have those Blade films be an alternate universe. You've just said you've got the multiverse. Yeah. You own the you own the property of Blade. Yeah. Just say it's another Earth. Like, yeah. You know? Oh man. Or don't even. It'll... Or don't don't even address those films at all if you don't want. But like, just I don't know. Wesley Snipes should have been Blade. <laughs> my, my, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's gonna be. I think that's probably gonna be the hardest. Like. We're gonna have to sep sep separation of like mm. reality, right? Like I'm just yeah. it's gonna be really hard to go like you're talking about Chris Evans and separating Chris Evans Captain America versus Anthony Mackie Captain America. Yeah. Like I'm gonna have a really hard time separating the blades. Like that's just no, that's gonna I be know my, I agree with you. Yeah. I like I do like um the actor is gonna be the new blade. Oh um, yeah, I love my hair but... I mean he was freaking phenomenal in Luke Cage. He was so good as Cottonmouth. I remember seeing him in the original 4400 TV series. I thought he was good in that. Like, yeah. um, but no, I I think he's a great actor. No issues with him. But it's just it's just like Hellboy, isn't it? So yeah. you know, everybody wanted Ron Perlman, and nobody nobody wanted Hellboy three with 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 a new cast. Yeah, with David story. Harbour. Yeah, yeah, nobody wanted that. It's not no offense, David Harbour. They just yeah, they didn't want they didn't want you. But like you got used to it. You everybody is used to Ron Perlman yeah. as Hellboy. So I don't think yeah. David Harbour was a bad Hellboy. Like I don't think that he was a Have bad character. Yeah, I've seen it. I've not seen it. Uh, um, it's I I liked it like better than the second Hellboy. Okay. Just because I just thought the second Hellboy was like really terrible. But yeah, maybe we should. I can understand why people like get upset about it. That's a that but that's also a really close correlation. Like with Blade, mm. we've got at least like 15, 15 years separation. So it shouldn't be as as hard of a pill to swallow, I think, for everybody else. That's what I'm hoping. Okay, so let's move on from that. Uh stick we'll stick with Marvel for now. So there's quite a few that, I mean I mean quite a few, there's loads of Marvel yeah. announcements. Um we'll talk about Wakanda Forever. So that trailer. Oh, I'm the, so I got, excited. I got, I got the tissues out. It uh, was so emotional. Like it was uh, I I honest I like it was such a good trailer because it did not reveal anything about no. what is actually Who, happening in the film. Like we got introduced to Namor. They don't actually tell of, you that it's of, Namor. So the back of Namor, yeah, which yeah. we all knew was coming. We knew yeah, that was coming. Yeah, yeah, but like, there's there's no interaction. Like, there's no indication of how they're gonna work in, you know, uh, Chadwick Boseman's death. Like, obviously, it happened. We saw like memorial murals hanging of T'Challa, but like, they did such a good job of giving you a trailer that gets you interested without giving anything away from the film. Like, I still have no idea. <laughs> what this second film was about like i don't have a clue i guess we won't have to wait long it comes out in november this year yes thankfully it comes out this year so that I'll is go, I, to I will to. go i will go opening weekend for that like, yeah for sure i might take the day off and go see that one <laughs> for sure uh i don't know if i'll take the day off but like i will definitely <laughs> go go see it straight from work maybe i yeah. definitely what i love about the trailer was like it's I can't remember the song they played now, but it was really like. Oh yeah, it's a it's a re it's a rendition of "No Woman No Cry" from Bob yeah, Marley, it. yeah, but it's like it. this really like toned down acoustic. Oh my god, it's beautiful! Like it's, yeah, it it's just... great. And um, the song was like, oh, like get scared me now. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, 
and like and then obviously they obviously they allude to Chadwick uh, well obviously well, Tyler, um, yeah to Chadwick's death and they have obviously pictures of him up on the wall and things mm-hmm. like that but they don't tell you who the new Black Panther is no so but you get, you get a glimpse you get a glimpse of tiny glimpse of- yes. I don't want them to show us before the film. I want yeah, to go no. into that film but not know. That's why you ha- you're going to have to go see this film like yeah. super fast. Like I'm assuming it's Shuri in the suit because yeah. that's how the comics track. Uh, mm. But who knows? I assume it's her sister. His yeah. sister. But you should never assume. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. So, But it looks so I, good. It's It's one of the best trailers I've ever seen because... It, it, it really does get you emotionally vested in the film, but it doesn't give away anything. We already knew Namor was coming. We already knew that they were going to have to replace T'Challa or figure out something different uh, to get a new Black Panther in there. They introduce a couple of new characters. We we get to see Michaela Cole. Um, uh, we get to see more of the Dora Milaje. We see the Queen step up in a in a new way. So it's 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 got a lot going on. And oh, I just I, I can't wait to like, see so at this point it's like i don't want to see any more trailers for no, black no, panther no like trailers. i just i just want to go and see the movie now because you know the closer it gets to the release date the more and more spoilery the trailers get oh i know they sometimes they go so they go too far like yeah sometimes you're like i actually there's been times where i've actually turned trailers off i'm like whoa you're staring way too much now. yeah yeah like uh yeah i'm i I think I'd say I'm probably out now for the trailers for this film. I think that yeah. was enough. It was enough. But I feel like, was it going to be almost August soon? So August, September, October, so like three months, three months really. So I reckon probably in September we'll get another trailer mm-hmm. um, for this. And then maybe about two or three weeks before there'll be another trailer. So yeah, yeah, I've got to stay away from those trailers. Yeah, Just going to t- go turn the internet off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah just flip that switch. Yeah. <laughs> Wherever the internet switches, I'm down for it. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, one of the other ones, it, it wasn't like a full trailer or anything, but Ironheart. I am super stoked about Iron Iron Man. Obviously, was the thing that kicked off mm. this entire MCU for everyone. So the first Iron Man film was always, always, always going to be special, and mm. to see sort of like the correlation between the way that Riri is like forging her own suit and cutting things out and like working with scrap parts and all this stuff. It like, it's oh, very... I didn't see the trailer for this. Is there it's... a trailer that shows up? I don't know if it's a trailer. I, I think it was just like stills, uh, oh, like okay. photos, but like it reminded me of like Tony in the cave in the first Iron Man, mm. where he's making that first iteration of the suit out of literally nothing. Um, so I am, I am super excited to see what they do with Ironheart. Um, Cause I just, I just, I don't know. I'm so excited about like this nerdy black girl stepping into the shoes of the, you know, indelible Tony Stark. So I'm, we're talking I'm, about I'm this so before. Brian, about that. Brian Michael Bendis obviously created Ironheart when he did his mm-hmm. um, Iron Man run. And we were saying like, you know, he created Miles Morales. He created, you know, it's a white guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that he's adopted some black children. I think, I think, I think in like real life. Like, I have um, no idea. And obviously, he created um, uh, Naomi over at DC. Um, mm-hmm. the, the TV series didn't do so well; got cancelled after one season. Obviously, Miles Morales, who everybody knows, mm-hmm. massive character. Um, but he's created other characters like Jessica Jones, obviously mm-hmm. successful. Um, so I think Mark Brian Michael Bendis really got to give you, a, you know, take your hat off to him. Yeah, like, I think for, he is the uh, exception to to the rule. Like he he does a good job of getting into the head of characters that 
are very not like him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but well, he Jessica is definitely Jones, the Jessica exception. Jones, obviously, strong female character. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not he's not strong female. Um, <laughs> but, but no, but also like he's created some really standout black characters, mm-hmm. and I just think it's you know I I I um I've got the first Naomi miniseries which I loved. Um, I've only been collecting the recent Mars Morales series, and I'm enjoying what I'm reading. And I, what I love is that my two girls um, are playing the Miles Morales computer game and they love it mm-hmm. and um, as well. So, and just, yeah, like, um, and see it to see Ironheart. I'm actually looking forward to being able to watch this with them as well. Yeah. So, oh, so, that'll be fun. Well, just obviously being, um, you know, the dad of. Yeah, a girl children, dad. Like, yeah. Well, like, I think it's important to me because I've had this conversation with them. You know, obviously they're, they're mixed race and it's obviously important that, you know, it's not just one thing, you know, it's multi stuff that we're watching. Yeah. So, like, my oldest one was um, really interested in Miss um, Marvel uh, the mm-hmm. other day, which I, and she actually said to me, can I read some Miss Marvel comics? I was like, yeah. Like, what was that? Where did that come from? Yeah. And uh, she's like, do you have any? I'm like, no, I don't. Like, <laughs> well, I could go and buy something. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm definitely interested in that. So yeah, Ironheart, like, I, I'm really keen to watch, but it's something I will be able to watch with my children. So yeah. I think that's pretty cool. Oh, and like I say, cool. ties with the origins of the MCU. So, um, okay. So I honestly have been waiting for something. Daredevil, Born yes! Again. Yes! I Honestly, I just... I hope they don't mess it up. I, it, I don't think they will. I don't uh, think they eight, will. 18 episodes. That's a lot for one season. Maybe maybe, it's a one, maybe, maybe they'll be half hour because some of the first say, episodes of WandaVision were only 25 minutes. So it's possible that they could go that route. Yeah, I I, I, mm, I hope not. Like, I, I... No one wants to be 18 episodes. 18 I, is kind uh, of excessive unless they're going to do three seasons, unless they've just already laid out three seasons and they're doing six episodes each season. So basically, I'll just, I just had to double check. It's coming out in 2024. So all I can oh. wonder is whether they, whether they split it into two. Like, I mean, if because they'll, because knowing, knowing Disney, they'll release that weekly. Yeah. Don't put that all up in one go. Yeah. Um, I, don't know, I guess we'll have to wait and see what they're going to do with it. But what I'm wondering is, is this just a one and done, like no no season two or anything like that? So I don't know. I, I think it, it's going to have to be some kind of springboard because I don't, they might not bring all of those characters over, but I don't think that they are going to leave it at just Daredevil. I think Jessica Jones is a slam dunk. I think it's the cage is a potential. Yeah. And if they're going to do Iron Fist, they're going to have to completely rework it. I wonder if that's why, and again, I've not read the comics on this, but I know that they've brought in a brand new Iron Fist. So I wonder if they will do that. So I don't know. I, I always felt like they kind of messed it up a bit because with Iron Fist, Iron Fist and Misty Knight uh, are like a thing. They they end up eventually having kids together, I think. Uh, I personally so like, would love Like love they need to they... be the same age. They need to at least, or at least close enough in age and i think that that was where netflix went wrong with iron fist like he should have been the same age as luke cage jessica jones like he should have been the same age as those characters instead of Mm. making him like this young inexperienced like you know bratty kid so to speak like early 20s bratty kid 
I would love it actually if they were to do a Heroes for Hire or Defenders series and yeah, put, put and put Luke, Ca- put Luke Cage, Iron Fist, uh, Misty Knight, um, Colin Wing. Yeah, Colin Wing. I would, what, I would love it if the four of them. Yes. Uh, and maybe with some new characters or yes. bring in. I would like, much prefer in, like, Heroes Luke. for Hire over Defenders. Like if if Disney is going to bring all these characters in, don't redo the same old stuff. Like, yeah, give us Heroes for Hire. Please. But and they could stick maybe like a couple of other street level people in there as well. Yeah, maybe people we haven't seen already, or maybe yeah. even just have some guest appearances from, say, Daredevil. I wouldn't yeah. want Daredevil to be if they didn't hear it's a high. I don't put Daredevil in it, but like um, maybe Echo could make an appearance like yeah. for one episode, or Moon Knight could make an appearance like make it a real street level. Yeah, like exactly. You know, it'd be brilliant. Anyway, yeah. um, I've been saying this is coming for ages. I knew you it was have, coming. You have, like, you have. I honestly knew, I knew it was coming. We need to, sh- in fact, I'm going to go back and do some research. I'm going to put it in the show notes because Mark has been talking about Thunderbolts for years. Yeah. Years. I, I, do you know, what annoys me even more is that I knew it was coming and I didn't go to eBay and go buy the comics so I could flip them. Like, that's what annoys <laughs> me even more. Like, do you know what, though? In these boxes somewhere is the first 10 issues of that series, the first ever series. So I could probably flip those. You better get out there and get digging, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're, in, <laughs> they're somewhere, somewere behind me is the first 10 issues. Um, anyway, I knew it was coming. Let's be honest, it won't be exactly page for page, but mm-hmm. we probably will have Zemo. Um, who else? Who knows who else we'll have? We'll probably have, um, uh, what's the name? The Black, new Black Widow. She'll probably be in there. Oh, yeah, Yelena uh, Belova. Yeah, yeah, she'll probably be in there. But as for who else, who knows? So, um I, I I'm stoked. I would love it if it was kind of page 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 out of the um out of the comics, but it won't be. So yeah. uh it'd be pretty cool though if they did put Red Hulk in because Red Hulk is in a later later version of Thunderbolts. <laughs> Hawkeye Hawkeye um also takes over the running of the Thunderbolts mm-hmm. as well at one point. So uh, Hawkeye's still around. So could we have Hawkeye and the Thunderbolts? That's uh, a series I, I never watched either. He. I so I I think personally personal thought is that he wouldn't be in the first movie. I think it will be very much a Zemo led um, team, but I can imagine that if they carried on with Thunderbolts, that Hawkeye would be brought in to lead the team, and that would be pretty cool too. Because I'll be honest, Clint Barton's been a fairly B level character, and mm-hmm. to see him leading a team, and yeah, that'd be pretty cool. So. Um, yeah, it was a good. It was good. It was a good run. It was very. Like, when did it come out? Like, I think originally like ninety seven, something like that. Thunderbolts. Um, so if you were to read those first ten issues now, you'd probably say they're fairly terrible. Uh, but as it went on, as it went on, it got a bit more serious, and I quite liked it. So there was even like it was kind of the book that was always associated with the bad guys of the Marvel universe. At one mm-hmm. point, Norman Osborn <clears throat> was running a team and stuff like that. Like, yeah. So it was. I'm hoping that they can do well with this yeah uh, i mean marvel has shown that they do the team dynamic really well so i'm 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 gonna trust that they can make this work yeah i i I mean i know i so i've read thunderbolts on and off since the 90s you've obviously no experience with thunderbolts but Mm -hmm. from what i've told you do you think it's something you'd like uh yeah because i usually like the bad guys more than i like the good guys so yeah. a team of bad guys like pretending to be good guys doing things like i'm yeah. i'd be down for that yeah so that's what happened so for, i mean spoilers here so the first issue of thunderbolts uh they're all pre-existing marvel villains mm-hmm. they've all got new costumes pretending to be superheroes and then the final few pages um, a character called citizen v takes off his mask 
and he's actually um, Zemo, mm -hmm. and then they all take off all their masks, and they're basically all bad guys. Um, it's what's like the Suicide here? Squad. <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah, but the Suicide Squad are made to go out. Mm -hmm. the, these are, are bad guys that have decided to be good guys for bad guy reasons. They, so what happened was there was an event, which you've probably heard me talk about, called Onslaught, mm -hmm. in which all the Marvel superheroes got shifted off to a parallel Earth, essentially. Um so there's a big vacancy for superheroes. So Captain Zemo um, comes up. Sorry, Captain Zemo. Uh, Zemo comes up with uh, this whole thing of they're all pretending to be superheroes. Yeah. So that so that basically they can infiltrate the government and Shield and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But then, but then uh, as the team goes on, a divide happens between the team, where some of them like being good guys, and some of them. Are just doing this for a means to an end. Yeah, yeah. So obviously a split will happen in the team, and some of, and some of them decide to stay good guys, but kind of like on the run as as the secret comes out and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then and then the ones that obviously, you know, are villains. Well, equally they, they you know they, they stay villains. So you know, it, obviously the story goes round and round in circles. Like you know, you'll see different alliances change as the book goes on. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty cool idea. I thought so yeah. it was quite a unique <clears throat> idea to, you know, you re you read sort of forty pages of these people being superheroes, then they all get back to their base, and then they suddenly reveal that they're villains. Mm -hmm. It was quite. It was a really good twist. Yeah. So I don't think they'll be able to get away with that twist, you know, if I'm honest, in the movies. Well, because... yeah, because we know all these characters now. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you'll be able to get away with that, but we'll see. I guess. So. But yeah, it doesn't have uh, to be a surprise. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be a surprise. Like. Yeah, well, I mean, you look at stuff like, like I said, the Suicide Squad, you look at stuff like the boys, like people are now more and more used to bad guys doing good things. Mm. So I think it'll be an easy sell, honestly. I, th I think, to be honest, they should just go in with them just being villains and someone's recruited a bunch of villains and put them together or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Like, um, my one non-marvel thing that i was excited about so by the way i did watch the trailers for shazam black adam yeah and Iron the Man. rock like descended into hall h in his full black adam costume to surprise everyone i mean he, he is cool. absolutely loving it he, he is such a showman it. oh my gosh yeah uh you know, i saw um oh crap i'm terrible what's that guy that you always uh does stuff with um, kevin hart yeah 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 i saw an interview the other day kevin hart and the rock flipping hilarious they but, are uh, like the funniest duo it is insane how hilarious they are together well he kevin hart was ribbing the rock about how he's like a billionaire the rock <laughs> and he's like and you've just bought your mum a house now like <laughs> <laughs> and he's like oh sorry mr billionaire over there you've just gone and bought your house your mum a house for a couple hundred grand like oh, oh let's have a grand of applause like and all this and, and like and like he honestly but actually like the rock was actually laughing along and he's like in the end he goes well no actually this is the third house of water like, mm -hmm. like like yeah you know like um but i do i do think it was quite quite humorous so yeah um i love them together they are so funny it is like it's it's just nothing but belly laughs whenever they're together mm -hmm. But no, I did watch all of those things. Yes, I love them all. Um, but my non-Marvel thing, uh, Walking Dead, the story that never ends. Yeah. But in some ways, I'm glad they've announced this because I have been getting more and more annoyed with what is going on with these flipping <laughs> movies. This tri this Rick Grimes trilogy that was meant uh, to happen. Yeah. That was never going to happen. Like I don't get it. Like, and they've had to allude to Rick 
throughout the world beyond and oh, yeah. all, you know all the others all the other stuff and this crm organization and and you're like well look when are the bloody movies coming out you said like three years ago about these movies from what i'm aware they've never they've never even started making the movies they clearly haven't started making the movies <laughs> so they clearly clearly i mean they may have written a script or something but like i don't i think they must have just thought look f this <laughs> so i mean i think uh, it makes sense like I, I totally agree it's like the series that never ends like it is basically a zombie at this point like it just doesn't yeah. die and yeah. but but rick and michonne are the two most popular characters like yeah hell yeah give them a spinoff like you have been talking about daryl and carol having a spinoff mm. for the longest like who wouldn't want to see the rick, the two most popular characters in their own spinoff like Come on. Hell yeah. So, I would love to so see six, Rick and Michonne. So six episode miniseries coming out, which is going to reunite them. I don't know what else is um that oh that Jada, whatever her name is, who left with Rick. I assume she'll be in it. Um hopefully they'll resolve the stupid CRM storyline that's been going on for ages. <laughs> um I, I don't know, but I, what I would like, and I'm assuming because Michonne, um, the actress who plays Michonne, who What's her name? Denai Guerrero. Um, I'm assuming because she's doing so well, probably won't want to do more than one series. So yeah. hopefully this will tie the knot on Rick and Michonne and they'll sail off into a sunset and never be seen again. Yeah, live um, happily ever after with their kid. Yeah, kids. <laughs> uh, I, I'm hoping that's the end of it. But like it'd be not it'd be nice though to finally like sort this out. You know, he went off in a helicopter and we know he's alive, and we know that Michonne went off to find him because she found a clue about him. Mm. So she's gonna I, go get her to... man. That's what she's gonna yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. So they also dropped trailers for the rest of season eleven uh, of The Walking Dead. Mm. They also dropped a trailer for Tales of the Walking Dead. I mean, it's crazy. It just it's it... they they also did more stuff for uh, well speaking of franchises that just don't die like Game of Thrones they started doing more stuff with that trailer oh. with with that franchise we got a whole bunch more information about this the Rings of Power for the Amazon and Lord oh, of the I Rings tra- series yeah, that they're doing for that. yeah, yeah. I watched a trailer for that I'm really not interested in that me neither right. <laughs> <laughs> which says a lot because I used to be so obsessed with Lord of the Rings I think I'll probably watch the first episode just to see yeah because I, I always feel like you can't have an opinion unless you like i've done it yourself check it out yeah yeah i'll watch the first episode but it looks cheap i know i'll say that like Ooh, wow a lot. really but opinion personal opinion I just okay think it looks cheap cheap well i guess cheap compared to the movies but like well i mean yeah of course like peter peter jackson basically had like an unlimited amount of money to make those it? work he like rang them up i need another million okay yeah, right. yeah. i need another 10 yeah, yeah. sure peter look what look, look whatever just, you need here's the checkbook whatever we'll make you your signatory on the bank account yeah. You just you just write the checks. Uh, <laughs> no, I honestly, I it just looks cheap. Like, um, dang, what what a burn to Amazon. Yeah, I mean, I know they got a lot of money, but they didn't have the same money as the films. No, so. of course not. But uh, I'm going. I'll, I'll watch the first episode. I'll get. Okay. I'll have an. I will form an opinion. But anyway, we should. Have you got anything you want to add about SDC? SDC. Uh, no, they released the trailer for Dungeons and Dragons, which oh, I didn't honestly, I wasn't interested in. But like, the the trailer looks so fun. Like uh, I've never Dungeons played and Dungeons and Dragons. No, I never have. But did you see the cartoon from the eighties? No, I never watched the cartoon either. But like when they you first announced this cast, I was like, "Damn, that is just such a random like." That's a that's a bunch of random people. Like I don't know how this is gonna work. And then I saw the trailer and I was like, "Oh, okay, 
All right. Mm. Like, I love Chris Pine. I just, I love Chris Pine so much. And he is, he just, I don't know. I don't know. So that is on my radar now. It was not before, but it is now. So we'll mm. see how that goes. <clears throat> right. Um, final thoughts or should we move on? No, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's starting to feel like the before times, right? Like this. Yeah, before COVID. The, yeah. So it's, it's pre, kind of like. Pre monkeypox. Oh God, don't, don't. Please. <laughs> one one pandemic at a time, please. Um, so it it just it's really starting to like the hype is starting to come back. Like, and I'm starting <clears> to <throat> get like excited about the nerd stuff again. So it seems like yeah. we're schedules are starting to fall into place. So it just kind of feels like a, you actually have something to look forward to coming up, obviously, over the next four years. Oh yeah, no. Let's just hope monkeypox doesn't ruin it for us all. Um please. Please. <laughs> Do you know what would be cool? Like if monkeypox like made you a monkey. That so okay. that's a disease. No, that's a, wrong. that's a disease. Incorrect. I like, no, I cannot <laughs> at all. No, thank you. <laughs> I mean, that's that would be something to be flipping. That scared is of. like something from District Nine, where like you get alien blood on you and then you turn into an alien. Like, no, thank you. No. But when you hear about a disease you. like monkeypox, so you think, crap, man. Like, am I going to grow a tail? Like, what's going? <sighs> I just. You just think, where do they get these names from? I have no idea. I'm supposed to be okay. getting on a long haul flight coming up here in like a month. And the last thing I want to be thinking about is another freaking pandemic. Yeah. Right, a tail. Honestly, like, I just, like, it's only because, <sighs> like, COVID, that sounds like a, like a virus, right? But monkeypox, that just sounds like something from a film. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like, monkeypox, swine flu. I don't know. Yeah, swine flu as well. Like, yeah, like yeah. would that make you a pig? Like, yeah, no, it makes you sick as a dog. That's yeah. what it does. I was just thinking maybe they should rethink their names. Yeah, they should. I mean, I don't know. When as soon as I heard about monkey fox, I honestly thought, I know this is impossible, but how cool would it be if it turned no, into not cool? It would not be cool <laughs> at all. No, not, no. not forever. Not forever. <laughs> like maybe it turned you into a monkey like for a week or two. Like, no, so thank you, get, you. Get over no. it. Like. Maybe I watch too many sci-fi films. Yeah, I think so. I think you're having a hard time separating reality here, sir. <laughs> um, yeah, it's although it's getting serious, though, because The Who just declared it as a state of emergency around mm. monkeypox, so we're definitely going to have to keep an eye on that. I'm not listening to any of that now. I'm done with this virus thing. Like, I, I want to go out. I want to go out. I want to see people. Like, I just people... got to be careful. Whatever, whatever shots I got to get to get on a plane, like, just... Go ahead, shoot me up. Like, yeah, yeah, just, just do it. Do your thing. <laughs> anyway, I think it's probably watching all these creature films that's made me think from Monkeypox to Finding Beasts or Fantastic Beasts, not well, Finding Beasts. All right, uh, nice segue yeah, there. So, yeah, nice segue. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, directed by David Yates, screenplays by J.K. Rowling, based on the one book, uh, one, one book, Fantastic one book, and Where to Find five Them. films. <laughs> well. Three at the moment. Three so uh, far. We got two yeah. to go. Uh, by J.K. Rowling. So, who's in it? Oh, boy. So, we're still in the Wizarding World. We got a whole new cast. We got Eddie Redmayne as Newt Scamander. Catherine Watterson as Tina Goldstein. Dan Folger as Jacob Kowalski. Allison Sudol as Queenie Goldstein. Ezra Miller. That's a whole other fucking conversation, that guy. Uh, Ezra Miller as Creedence Barebones. Samantha Morton as Mary Lou. Carmen Ajogo as Serafina Pickery, and both Colin Farrell and Johnny Depp play Grindelwald in this first yeah. film. Um, so just before we go any further, we're going to just 
run over the facts, the numbers, etc. Then we're going to talk about um, <clears throat> films. Right. Okay. So budget of 150 million US dollars, 250 to 200 billion. Uh, worldwide box office made 114 million US dollars. 814. So sorry, sorry, 814. Sorry. 814. Sorry, my glasses and all. Um, <laughs> I can read without glasses. Um, anyway. <laughs> Okay, all right, we're going to just, like I said, talk about the cast uh, and then we'll move, we'll kind of, then we'll talk about the films. Right, so Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald, yep. also directed by David Yates, screenplay by J.K. Rowling, was obviously based off the one book, as we said. Yep, so we get some new faces in this one. In this one, in addition to the other people, um, we also get Zoe Kravitz as Lita Lestrange, Callum Turner as Theseus Commander, uh, Claudia Kim as Nagini. William Nadalem as Yusuf Kama, Kevin Guthrie as Abernathy, and Jude Law steps into the shoes of hey, Albus Brian. Percival Wolfric Brian Dumbledore. He's back <laughs> as Brian. Right, okay. So on a budget of 200 million US dollars, it made at the box office less, way less, way less. 655 million US dollars. Pretty much, yeah, 655. Yeah. Uh, wow, right, can you okay. imagine like looking at that number, six hundred and fifty-five million, and thinking like, what a disappointment? <laughs> they probably did though. They probably did think. I'm it was sure they did. But they still carried on. Yeah, right, they so. did. Well, they because they are contracted for five. It's their fault. Originally, yeah. they said they wanted to do a trilogy. J.K. Rowling kind of convinced them, like, hey, but I got five in me. Mm. Um, so Warner was like, okay, fine, five. Mm. So we'll see. I wonder if they could put their foot down on that because, yeah. Anyway, that depends right. on what the contract says. Well, they might have a huge exit fee. Yeah, because I was going to say they might end up having to pay her more money if they cancel at this point. So, the Fantastic Beasts: The Secret of Dumbledore, which came out this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was originally theaters. slated for 2020, and of course, COVID. Yeah. So. So directed by David Yates again. Screenplay is by J.K. Rowling and Steve Clubs. I wonder if they said, J.K., you need some help. Well, um, yeah, because Steve did all of the Harry Potter films, all eight of them. Um, so new faces in this film. Uh, we get Jessica Williams as Lolly Hicks, uh, Victoria Yeats as Bunty, and huh, in the revolving Grindelwald door, we now have <laughs> Mads Mikkelsen as Grindelwald. Okay, so to be fair, this film has come out just as COVID is ending. Yeah. So the budget made two uh, budget was two hundred million US dollars, pretty much the same budget for all three films. Yep. Box office four hundred and five point sorry four hundred and five point two million US dollars. Yeah, that is by far like by a good two hundred million plus, like the lowest grossing yeah. of all of the wizarding world films all of them now i mean i know so to jump back now like cover off a couple of things here we've obviously <laughs> lost um grindelwald been played by multiple people mm-hmm. probably doesn't help like whilst all three actors are high standard actors you know mm-hmm. colin Farrell and so on are, are all high caliber you know they're all strong actors it probably doesn't help to constantly lose your villain. Yes. Um, I get why they did it in the first yeah. one, because Grindelwald was able to it, yeah, interact it was a... with the cast in secret. I right. get why they did it. Right. But I kind of feel like maybe they should have just gone back to Colin Farrell. Yes, like, I agree. 
and because that way like it would have been less confusing like, yeah. i don't know so i i would agree with that i i love mads mickels i really do i think he is a fantastic actor and he is an even better villain but yeah. i it did not make sense to me why warner didn't just pay colin farrell whatever he asked for to get him back for the third film because we were already familiar with his character there yeah. would have been no no kind of you know separation uh or like suspension of belief at mm-hmm. all if colin farrell just came right back like i also if- get that they did it to separate themselves from the court case between um yeah uh, with amber heard and, and johnny depp yeah uh, johnny depp now i i still think people would have been on board if you got <clears throat> johnny depp for say one scene just to show johnny depp change into colin farrell yeah put it put him some or, poly juice potion or something yeah or like i don't know or had or even if they really wanted to have Matt Smithson, just to show the change. Right. Well, the fact that they didn't address it uh, annoyed me. But also probably from an outsider's point of view, the like people just who are casual viewers. Yeah. Like to show your villain constantly changing faces is not really good. Like yeah. I think, you know, I, I mean I think they handled like, it at the very beginning of the third film as well as they could have, because the third film opens with a conversation between Dumbledore and Grindelwald. And they just that way you know who yeah. you're talking to. Like it, it's not a question because of course, like when Mad steps onto the screen, you're like, who the hell is this guy? Mm-hmm. Um, but because they have that conversation at the very beginning of the third film, like it sets the tone. It's like, okay, this guy's going to wall now, obviously. And I think if you have seen the first two, you're just going to go ahead and assume that he's just wearing a new face um, because that's kind of what he did in the first one. So it makes sense. And I can see why they did it the way that they did and just kind yeah. of said it at the beginning. And then just, that was it. They didn't address it anymore. Um, honestly, I think that's probably the the best way they could have handled it. Okay. So, so we had that, that's our, well, like our issue number one for why these films potentially track less each film. Mm-hmm. I think the other, the other one, and I guess it depends. Um, doesn't depend on anything. Um, JK Rowling obviously is not, her own, not doing making good press for herself yeah um, yeah so warner brothers probably can't be too happy with that now i don't know i don't know like i haven't i don't know how this translates into people saying right well, i'm not going to go to the mm-hmm. cinema if that if that's an obstacle for people but i, I assume that there's going to be an element of people not going to the cinema because of what she's saying yeah because um, at first she was praised for being so progressive with making dumbledore gay like yeah it it was it was she's she she went back and said it was alluded in the original harry potter series that dumbledore might have had uh might have been gay but never really confirmed and then obviously in this film like literally he's like i did this because i was in love with you when he's talking to grindelwald and oh, yeah, so it's, it's it, not... there's very much no question there is no secrecy nothing is hidden it's very blatant like albus dumbledore is gay um, and everybody was just like, oh, my God, this is so amazing. It's the biggest franchise in the world. And like, they, yeah. da, da, yada, yada, and it's got a gay character. And then JK in her, you know, everyday life decided to open her mouth and have some really negative and not flattering things to say about the transgender community. And ever since then, it's kind of like. Where do we go from here? Like you I mean, opened I, I, your I, mouth and 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 now you keep digging your own hole but you've got an entire franchise behind you that is now suffering because of of you i uh, so <clears throat> i read the other day that the real life version of quidditch has now changed its name to quadball yes to distance itself from jk rowling right so i don't like and apparently there's like at, 650 at charity, teams at a charity six- auction they had first edition signed copies of harry potter and they did not sell 
at all. Can you imagine? Wow. Yeah. Did not sell. Not like nobody made any kind of offers on them at all whatsoever. Okay. So those are sort of issues selected around the film. The third issue, I would say, COVID probably did have an impact on sales. Definitely. So had we not had COVID, we probably could have assessed the numbers on the third film differently. Yeah. But I think, yeah, your change of villain, J.K. Rowling making a terrible name for herself, and COVID has probably hit this franchise, unfortunately, not well. Yeah. Oh, and I would, sorry, and I would say it's fourth issue for me is that the main cast established in film one by film three are background characters and you've kind of changed you've kind of where Dumbledore was a background character in number two and not in number one he's now the main character in number three mm -hmm. so people might you know you, you wouldn't expect Harry Potter to have been sidelined by book seven right so you know with Newt, Newt Newt and um, Jacob and uh, I mean Tina was barely in the third yeah, one. Yeah, Tina was in and, the third one for all of three minutes. And like basically, this cast that you kind of fell in love with in film one mm -hmm. by film three are really the time time on screen is a lot more diminished yes. to push the whole Dumbledore Grenwald storyline. Yeah. So I think that's the other problem with this as well is the revolving door of cast, not revolving door of cast, the revolving screen time of cast. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's very much the scale is very much tipped away from the, the the cast established in film one. So that's kind of what I would say are the problems in this in this three movie franchise that we've seen. Yeah. I do know it has been signed <clears> up for a fifth five films altogether. I remember that being announced. Yeah. Now I did read that Warner Brothers are sitting on the fence whether to go forward with a fourth and a fifth film. Yes. So potentially it's a hard maybe. sell at this point for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would imagine I would so. also add to what you just said about the revolving characters. I also think one of the problems with this franchise is the first film is so centered on Newt and it shows Newt's relationship with all of these beasts that mm. he comes across and you lose that sense of like magic, so to speak, uh, as these films progress. And I think if you set that tone in the first film, that should have been the thread that continues while this whole Grindelwald thing is like background, but mm. they completely flip the script. And so by the second film, it is now a character film about Grindelwald versus a film about this awkward guy who like is a magizoologist. You know what I mean? Mm. Like you completely changed the purpose of the films to me. And yeah. I think that that was problem. And that was just one of the things that it, it progressively got harder and harder to enjoy the films as much as I watched them. Yeah, yeah. Because like they lost all the magic that they had. Like the, the first film just feels so magical like you get to see all of these beasts you get to see the way that they move and they're new beasts that we didn't get to see in the harry potter franchise so it's like you're getting introduced to this whole separate world all over again and by the time we get to the second film all of that is background and it's it's just like a rehashing of the same kind of creatures that we already met in the first film so there's not as much reinvention going on in the second films yeah uh, definitely i think so i think this franchise has got a few issues but so i would say we're gonna just talk about these films in <clears throat> slightly short capacity yeah so first film uh start with the rating what would you rate it first film oh are we still doing out of 10 or are we back to five uh no so we can do 10 uh first film out of 10 i'd give it i'd give it a six and a half 
Okay. I I would give this. Uh, I'd probably give it an eight and a half. I think. Like, oh wow. I, yeah. No, I love this film. The first film I have <clears> watched <throat> ten times, something like mm. that. I I love this film. Like this is. This to me felt very much like a Harry Potter movie. Like this felt mm. very much set in the Harry Potter world. It was very easy to watch. Um, it was easy entry, despite even if you didn't watch any of the Harry Potters, it was very easy family film. Mm-hmm. It was a, just a nice movie. I loved the introduction of Newt and Jacob and Tina and Queenie. And I mm-hmm. loved how that foursome sort of organically came together. Um, yeah. I love the setting of New York. I love the fact that we got to see the little differences from um uh, yeah. you know, like the nomad and, and uh, muggles, muggles. Yeah. yeah i love the uh, we got to see the american um Ministry yeah of Magic finally american and, wizards uh, Yay. like you know i got to see just <laughs> all of that kind of stuff and yeah. i love the introduction of the magical creatures and i just i even love <clears> new <throat> sort of uh, new new was like a magical colombo wasn't he He's like a bumbling yeah. idiot like and um but adorable at the same time but yeah almost like um, a savant kind of yeah like, like yeah, yeah it just I love that whole movie. I love the briefcase. So you step into the briefcase with this whole other world. I just, everything about it was great. Like, you know, um, so for me, actually, so hold on a second. So I was going to say my, my favorite character uh, in the first movie is Jacob, like hands down. Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, Jacob's probably my whole favorite character for the whole of the three films, but Jacob definitely. And for magical creatures, I love the little creature that nicks all the money and all the gold. The oh, Niffler. the Niffler. Yeah. 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 He's like my favorite character. Honestly, there's so much about this movie I loved. I mean, I, I love stuff pretty much in New York as it is. <clears throat> like I'm definitely like a huge New York fan. Mm-hmm. I love like I, I watch things like Gossip Girl because it's set in New York. Mm. Like, and I, 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 if I, I will watch things because of its setting. When they moved Ray Donovan to New York, I was like, brilliant. Like, I loved Ray Donovan anyway. But like, when they, when things are set in New York, that is a huge attachment for me. Um, but like having this whole Harry Potter sort of nice family movie, and it was easy watching. I felt. Like so, I don't know. It's just there was just something really quaint about the whole film. I don't know. I loved it. Like I loved everything about this film. So uh, I did it's, not it's have really that same sense of nostalgia that you did for this yeah. first film. I enjoyed it. I I enjoyed the first film. Um, I really did like the characters. Um, Newt was definitely like my favorite, but like mm. right behind him, like very close to him, was Colin Farrell playing Graves. Yeah. Um, I just thought he was such a good bad guy. Like I, he was, he was a really good foil to me to the nice lovable characters that we had, like with Newt and especially someone like uh, Queenie and Jacob, because they just, Mm -hmm. and he was just so diabolical and it was so dark and underhanded. And like, there's one scene toward the end of the first film where Credence is very much like, I don't know what's going on. I can't understand what's happening. And he's like having a breakdown and Colin Farrell's graves literally like slaps the shit out of this guy. And it's like, I am not interested in what you have going on. Like I need to find the person that I'm looking for and you're the only one that can help me. So can you get your shit together? And it's just kind of like, I love it. I love the edge that he brought to this kind of villain. And he just kind of had so much presence on screen to me. Uh, So between him and Newt, they were the best characters to me in this in this first film uh, and as far as favorite creatures it's definitely the bow truckle the little uh like piece of plant that sits yeah, in yeah, Newt's pocket that. oh my god i love that thing it's so cute um but i just 
like I said, I loved learning about these animals. Like that was my favorite part. And that's kind of what drew me into the series. And, yeah, and the more we got into like the story of the wizards themselves, it was like, honestly, like you gave me animals first and now I'm more interested in the animals and less interested in the people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I didn't, I wasn't looking for a character story. I really kind of loved the idea of this is, you know, this is a, this thing, like that big snake like thing. I can't remember the name of it now. Yeah. But the one that's like it transforms or it grows to fit the space around it. Yeah, so like it yeah, could yeah. fit in a teapot, teapot but it yeah. could also like take up that entire building. Like stuff like that I thought was so cool. So like that kind of element is what I loved the most about this first film. Yeah, I would say I agree with that. Like I love the fact that in the first sorry, in the Harry Potter franchise, yeah, okay, we get a taster of these things throughout each movie. Yeah. But it was never about that. It was about Harry Potter learning to go right. from a child exactly. um, who knew nothing about magic to a really strong, powerful wizard who could take down Voldemort yes. and the journey of the school and, and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. you know, um, fine, we get to find out little bits about magic as we're going. You know, yeah. But Harry yeah, Potter from... was a character story set in a magical world. Whereas yeah. Fantastic Beasts felt like it was a creature story. Yeah. Uh, but then it turned into a character. Like it it flipped the script. Like it changed within the franchise which is is annoying (laughs) so so the second movie um uh what's it called crimes Crimes of grindelwald Grindelwald. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah crimes of grindelwald so that's moved location now set in paris um we get a little bit more we get dumbledore we do get a little bit of hogwarts which is cool unnecessary but cool yeah. So Although I thought pretty... it was really cool that as soon as they open up to that big like sweeping shot of Hogwarts, we get the original Harry Potter theme um, mm. play, which I think is super nostalgic. So I, I did enjoy that element, like just the cinematography of going to Hogwarts for the first time in this franchise was really cool. Yeah, I mean, they, they bring Hogwarts back in the third film as well. Yeah. And again, I'm like, we don't really need to go. Like, let's be honest, when we're an adults, who goes back and visits their old school? Like, that <laughs> of, that, that often. Like, yeah. yeah. I think I went back to my old senior school like once after I left I school. have never in my life been back to my high school. I didn't even go back to my high school to pick up my diploma. Uh, I did pop back in because I wanted to see one of the teachers to ask them a question about something. Um, <laughs> but that but that was it. <laughs> like, uh, so um, anyway, so this film set in Paris. We've now Grindelwald, obviously, um, is no longer Colin Farrell and it's Robert Depp. Robert, Ron, oh, what's his name? Wow. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. <laughs> God. No, Johnny Depp, not Robert Depp Jr. I don't know where I got that from. Iron Man's on my head. Um, so, <laughs> Johnny Depp. I yeah. thought Johnny Depp played Grindelwald really, really well. Yes. Like, he was a super cold blooded villain. Yeah. Like, Johnny I Depp was like, one of the greatest character actors of this generation, if not the Col- greatest. I think Colin Farrell, although the same character, seemed like he had a bit more heart. But Johnny Depp, that scene mm, stripped all of it with away. The child, like, with the child. Like, oh man. That was dark. Like, yes. That was dark. Like, also, was... like I thought it was really interesting. They didn't use the killing curse. Like they just they used something different to kill people in these films. So there is no Avada Kedavra, which I don't know. Maybe they explain that in the books, but I thought that was interesting that there is another type of curse that you can use to kill people. Oh, yeah, that was creepy. But yeah, so throughout this movie, it was, I would say, a filler film. It definitely felt like, um, what is it? Well, you know, like a stepping stone type movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like, as we explained, it completely upended what we already had in the <clears> first <throat> film. So the four four main characters, obviously Newt, Tina, 
uh, Jacob and Queenie are very much, whilst they're in this film and maybe have one or two scenes together as a foursome, they're, they're split up very mm-hmm. quickly. So Jacob and uh, Queenie basically separate qu- quite quickly in the movie. We find out that Jacob does remember everything from the first film, or mm-hmm. mostly, most, he remembers all the good stuff. And he Yeah, they, the- I was going to say they found a unique way to explain that away. So that was that yeah. was cool. Like so, they said basically he remembered the good stuff, and Queenie filled him in on the bad parts. Yeah. So, and then because Queenie's kind of like you know using some magic on him, they have a little tiff at the beginning. Queenie goes one way, and Jacob ends up staying with Newt, and it becomes like a bit of a buddy thing. Mm-hmm. Tina will join them later on, um, and it's essentially to take down Grindelwald. We find out really that Dumbledore's pulling the strings mm-hmm. because Dumbledore and Grindelwald were in love at one point and mm-hmm. made a pact to never, never fight, fight each, each other, other, kill each other or, yeah. or anything like that. So they're both actually, Grindelwald and Dumbledore, are pulling strings to kill each other. Um, so he's trying to get Credence to kill Dumbledore and Dumbledore's trying to get Newt to take down uh, Grindelwald. So mm-hmm. they're, they're both puppeteers. So, yes. But I did think um, Jude Law as Dumbledore was brilliant. Outstanding. Yes, he was. Like, Honestly, he really was. So good. He's my favorite. Dumbledore is my favorite character in the second film. Yeah, no, although he's hardly in the second film, he was very strong with his role in it. Mm -hmm. And, um, but yeah, so no, I really, I really enjoyed, I, I I enjoyed the second film, but it was very much a filler film for me. Like Mm. I, um, I thought the action scene at the end was pretty cool though, where obviously, um, quite a few people lost their lives. And, um, yeah, so like, what was I gonna say? Right, okay, so uh okay. So I didn't really write down a favorite character for the second film. I just didn't probably would say same as you, Dumbledore was <clears throat> the strongest, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Because he's hardly in it. So which says uh, He's a really strong actor, Jude Law. I think he's stronger than most of the cast that are in it. Yeah. But Johnny, but I would say Johnny Depp as well. So I would say Grindelwald and Dumbledore are my two favorite characters in this movie. Yeah, but it's a shame that they don't really get that kind of face off against no. each other. Um, not in this come. film. Yeah, not would have come, but yeah. Yeah, um, but like I, I, I really loved the opening sequence, which is when uh, Grindelwald makes his like jailbreak as he's being exchanged from the American ministry to the British ministry of magic. And I I just, I thought that was really cool, but it also shows you how cruel Grindelwald is because he ends up throwing out his own creature that helped him escape. Um, And it's just kind of like, I love the way that this film, and even though I really wanted it to be more about creatures, I really did love the way that this film does such a good job of painting Grindelwald into this like awful character. Um, so I thought that the setup for the villain was done really well. Like, yeah, he's he's in the first one, but like not really. Like he's a sheep and or wolf in sheep's clothing, kind of. Um, but in this one, he gets to be his full like villainous self. Mm-hmm. And I thought that they gave him the space to do that well. Uh, but that's just not what I wanted out of this film, I I think. Um and just that's, that scene you're referring to, I thought was pretty cool, where Johnny Depp's on the outside of the ca- carriage. I thought yeah. that was a twist. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest, I wasn't particularly a fan of the fact that Queenie abandoned her friends and joined Grindelwald. I didn't. I she was didn't... blinded by love. Grindelwald said that he was going to make it so that people could do what they wanted, and if she wanted to marry a Muggle, then she could. 
because that was illegal. Like that was illegal in the U.S. for yeah. no, Matt, for witches and wizards to be with no matches. So yeah, no, I know. So what would you rate the second film? This one, I'd give it a four and a half out of ten. Yeah, I'm probably down with you. I'll probably. I also didn't uh, like how heavy this film got because, like, yeah. the I I understand that the whole point is like you're they're they're trying to figure out a way to kind of like stop the discrimination between muggles and wizards and but like I did not like that in the second film we get an entire backstory where a wealthy white guy is obsessed with a wealthy black woman kid enchants her kidnaps her from her own family rapes her and then has a kid and then like tosses her out like i absolutely hated that entire backstory for Lita lestrange like i just Mm -hmm. thought that was so unnecessary like i get it i get it like from the harry potter films too like we understand that there is this underlying sort of like the purebloods don't want wizards mix in with anybody else like we get that we get that that prejudice has been part of the series from the very beginning but like this film put that on display in such a way but it was not handled well it just came off as really like fetishy and it was just kind of like this is unnecessary it's an unnecessary backstory like they're trying to make her backstory and credence's backstory mysterious right who could have done that without having this yeah because because like families watch these films like and I don't know. Like, I mean, I know they get darker. It's the same with the Harry Potter movies; they get darker. But yeah, did it need to get that dark? No, it didn't. It didn't. You could you could have accomplished the same thing without making it feel so gross. Like, yeah, I mean, the the woman could have just left her husband. Like, she could have she could have equally fallen in love with this other guy, right? Like, it didn't have to be this really kind of gross. Like, uh, ugh, I just I I hated that part of this story. Um, and again, I know that the whole point was kind of like to put the prejudice and like the racism and all of that stuff on display. But like, I did not, I did not appreciate the way that that was handled in this film. And so once they got to that point and, and like, you knew it was coming. Like when you realized that Lita and uh, Kava had that connection, I was like, some shady shit went down. If y'all are siblings, mm-hmm. but like y'all are this, yeah. you have this much animosity towards each other. Like, so I just, again, I mean, I, I see what point JK was trying to convey, but like, I just, that was not handled well at all. And it just came off so gross and unnecessary. So that was, that was part of the reason why I didn't enjoy this film as much. It was kind of like, this, ew, it's, it's all tainted by this just overbearing story of like blatant racism. Uh, I think I would go in with four out of ten for this. So okay, um, yeah, I didn't really enjoy this film that much. And right, okay, so third film, which obviously came out this year, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Um, yes. I so actually, I'll start my rating straight away. Um, I'll probably go seven out of ten on this one. Um, so I did not love that Tina is not in this film. Yeah, that was why. Like, like, was there a contract dispute? What happened? I Googled it, tried to find an answer. Um, so, yeah, okay, she's in it for maybe, I think, two scenes, I think. Yeah, at like, the very end. Uh, at the very end, and both scenes non-speaking. Um, well, she so... she has said something to Newt. Did she say something? 
I'm yeah. catch that then. Uh, yeah, like... she does at the end uh, because, well, right before they go to the wedding. They, yeah. Basically, it's just a greeting, though. It's a greeting. That's it. Yeah, it's it it very much like, almost felt like she's not bothered about it. Right. Like, um, so they they so they announce they say in the film that she's been promoted in the mm-hmm. American Ministry of Magic and now she's too busy to save the world. Yeah, she's yeah, the head yeah. of the auras now. Yeah, yeah, right. She would she'd clearly be there. Yeah, as she the head of the aura, you could delegate some shit so that you can hang out with your friends. Yeah. Like, come on now. Yeah, yeah, you definitely would, you know, bugger off or whatever, yeah. you know. Like, <laughs> so you'd definitely be like, Look, I'm taking some holiday. Like yeah. whatever you've got to do. Like, yeah, if you're if you're high up, you can definitely say I'm off. Anyway, it was a crap excuse. So I, I Googled it, couldn't find any real answer. They kind of said it could be multiple things. Nobody seems to have said anything. It could be because that the story has shifted now to Grindelwald <clears> versus <throat> Dumbledore. And perhaps she wasn't the character wasn't needed. I mean, uh-huh. maybe. Um, it could be also that the filming schedule got moved because of COVID could be that too mm-hmm. but yeah i couldn't i literally couldn't find anything to say why she wasn't in it and uh if anyone's listening doesn't know the answer we'd love to know yeah let us know uh, please yeah because it, it really bugged me and i kept hoping that she was going to come in it because yeah. i saw she was on i saw on imdb she was in the movie so i was like oh, yeah. okay maybe she's going to come in like halfway through like and save the day or something yeah. like that or yeah and as the movie kept going on i was like she i think that's another problem too with this franchise like you wrote one book and you have broken one book into five films. When Warner said originally, like, we can do this in a trilogy, like, you have given yourself too much space to tell the story. So maybe mm. they wanted to have that little bit of angst between Tina and Newt before they eventually get together. But it's like, you drew this out for an entire film now. Like, what what was the purpose of that? Why Why did we, why did we do this that way? I feel, so I do feel like, this story was Grindelwald versus Dumbledore. This yeah. is what the two, this is, well, this is what the last film built up to. I don't right. feel that this is what the first film built up to. Not at all. So the first film was like a separate story yeah. um, with, with Grindelwald, but it could have been Newt versus Grindelwald, to be honest. And then the second film became obviously the the puppeteer. Um, yeah. And then, and then you know, with, with Newt and everything, this third film was kind of like Newt and everybody was pushed to a lower level. I would say, obviously, that Jacob, out of the four original characters, is now almost like the lead above the four of them. Yeah. You know, the fact that he buddies up with Dumbledore several times. And I thought we had this quite nice moment between Dumbledore and Jacob at the end. Yeah. And also the film ends in a wedding with um, Queenie and, and Jacob, which we've uh-huh. been building to from the first movie. And like you said, was illegal previously. Um, <clears throat> I thought that was actually quite a nice thing to end with the movie. And yeah. this battle with uh, Grindelwald and Dumbledore, we knew neither of them were going to die because of Harry Potter 7. We saw that uh, there was a flashback. Grindelwald's of... ass is in Azkaban, that's why. Yeah, yeah, and obviously like an older character, as well, like an older actor played him. So we know Grindelwald is going to survive. Yeah. So for me, the film kind of really came to a nice conclusion. Like the the, the if you're if you're going to make it about Grindelwald versus Dumbledore, mm-hmm. it kind of got tied tied up nicely. And I, I although I'm a bit disappointed that Newt and Tina didn't get together. For me, I'm I'm happy for this to be it. Like it, it yeah, kind the of, end. yeah, I, I don't know. It kind of felt like it was tied up as nice as it could do. So yeah, I I enjoyed this one better than the second one, but not better than the first one. Um, I think no, I agree. Yeah, it definitely got. It got better about being less overbearing. Like this one, while the last one was like 
overtly i mean it just talked about like discrimination and prejudice like outright this mm. one sort of moved into politics and like the backhanded ways that yeah. those policies are instated and it, it was cool to see like the politics of the wizarding world like to get to go to germany and see the german ministry and to and be in paris and the paris ministry you know like just kind of like see all of these different governing bodies of the wizarding world that was kind of cool but again it just it lost its charm like the the, fr- one, yeah. the franchise started on a very charming note and the films that follow that first film do not capture any of the tone of the first film at all so it just feels like it's like a bait and switch like you you pulled me in because i love the idea of getting to know more about the creatures in this world and then you switch it up and now it's become this big like good versus evil kind of thing and i get it like you have to have some kind of conflict but the the, the conflict I, I don't know it just doesn't have it doesn't have any kind of payoff like i get it i get they're trying to do five films but at the same time like each film should have some kind of independent payoff before we get to the next well, one like, but... like we have with harry potter harry yeah potter, exactly until until film six the first five were very much independent. A while yes. whilst we had Voldemort teased. Yes, but they know, teased, but teased, they teased. end. Each film has an ending. Yeah. And, yeah, um, and but... I, I don't I don't know why there is such a disconnect here. I I really don't. I just um, originally I I read somewhere that Warner proposed that this should be a documentary. Like, hey, we're going to take this book and we're going to make it a documentary where we basically are following Newt on his travels around the world to collect all of these animals like and seeing what we have now versus reading about the original like documentary format i think the documentary format might have been a little bit better because a it would have been completely different than anything we had with harry potter but also like if if you are trying to give us a broader view into this entire world i mean they named this this shared world the wizarding world right like that's it's like the mcu it's the wizarding world so like give us the view into the wizarding world and and not so much into the people like yeah we want to know more about the world itself and this the franchise has completely gotten away from that uh yeah i don't know so i so this third film i probably would rate i'd rate sorry not probably i will rate a seven out of ten um i said the first five for me So first film I rate eight. Second film I rate four. Uh, eight yeah, and a half I'll for st- the first one is what you said. Sorry, okay. Um, and then uh, then the sec- this last one I do seven out of ten. Okay. Um, I thought I thought it was better than the second one, but not as good as the first one. Yeah. Um, it, it, look, despite the fact that this is now not the same as the first film that started yeah. off. I did enjoy Jude Law as Dumbledore. He's yes. really strong. Really strong. Um, he is honestly, a fantastic quite, Dumbledore, honestly. He kind of stole this franchise right from under their feet. Like yeah. Jude Law has basically stepped in and taken this away from all the other characters. Yeah. Um, Mad Mickelson, obviously great as Grindelwald, mm-hmm. would have preferred some sort of explanation around the different appearance. Clearly, we're not going to get it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, I don't know. Like, I felt to me that they've ended it. They've ended this franchise. I don't. I'm. I don't want to see any more unless, <laughs> unless they go back to the what we had in the first film. Yeah. Like exactly. That's what I want uh, to. I mean, I don't want any more Grindelwald. Like, or if they do, if 
yeah, maybe maybe they drop Grindelwald for the next film and, and we come back to it in the fifth film. Or yeah, yeah, that could be if if you want people to come back to the franchise, take take a film off from chasing Grindelwald, get back to the root of it, and then in the fifth film is when they capture him and put him in Azkaban. Yeah, but then even then I wouldn't want the whole film to be about him. Mm-hmm. Like you know, maybe, maybe, maybe have two storylines running, have double door doing one thing and you doing another mm-hmm. and then maybe they tie up at the end like yeah. but what do i know, <laughs> what do apparently I know? apparently warner brothers is not reaching out to the red people so uh, no, no. so what did yeah. you what did you rate the third one sorry so six. this one i give it a five. Oh, five so sorry. i did okay. six and a half on the first one four and a half on the second one and a five on this one so so they're all very tight they're all very middling to me yeah. um nothing exceptional I I just I really wanted more creatures. I love Newt. I really do. I think Newt is a is a really interesting character. I love that he's so gentle and tender and and but like has like such a sense of righteousness. Uh, I do love that about him. But like I just I want more of Newt, not necessarily more of this conflict between the big names. Like I want more of this smaller story. Like I want more about this guy who travels the world and like collects creatures i've got a suggestion actually the next two films drop grindelwald completely new back to the creature creature thing etc mm-hmm. let's move him away from politics let's have him and tina uh i don't want to lose jacob like maybe if we get back to the four of them with yeah. queenie in four, four and five maybe have them go off and do some explorations etc like mm-hmm. just have that be four and five warner brothers are clearly tired of hbo max let's just do a six episode high budget miniseries yeah Justin to finish Dumbledore. off the franchise yeah no no well so that's what i would say i have the fantastic beast films oh the two I see. Films, okay the two the two films with newt do yeah, that yeah. they drop, drop dumbledore from those films i mean you have a cameo if you need to but have a six episode obi-wan kenobi style miniseries which focuses on dumbledore grindelwald <clears throat> and what you could even do <clears throat> is maybe even like link it up with the older one that's in azkaban or something like that just yeah. kind of flash forward a little bit you know that six episodes doesn't have to be you know set over a week or or six months it could be set over i don't know 20 years or something like that yeah just it could literally be called grindelwald versus dumbledore like, yeah and, because uh, like so, after yeah. they introduced dumbledore like now we get his brother and now i really want to know more about abelford like you know what i mean like yeah. it's, you introduce this character and you've taken away from newt and the beasts altogether and mm. and yeah i do want to know more about dumbledore and his family like because like in that last harry potter film it's kind of like when Harry has the the confrontation with Albafor and he's like, look, I don't care what kind of issues you and your brother have. Like, I trust him. So are you going to help me or not? And I would love to know, like, how that plays out. But, like, I just don't think that this is the film, this is the place to do it. Um, so final thoughts on this franchise. Whilst the first film, I think, is a really good solo film, I could have done without the other two. Yeah, like, in same. All or restructured those other two and I hopefully they'll save it for what comes after it's not not to take away from the franchise I think (laughs) that the Harry Potter franchise as a whole is really intriguing and I love the Harry Potter franchise as a whole wizarding world yeah one day would like to go to the theater I one day would like to go to the movie studios up the road from me I have been to Universal Studios and I did love going down Diagon Alley and all the rest of it um and I would very much love to go back to Universal and explore it some more it was a really hot day and um obviously it's always hot in Florida um so I did go on the train uh you know the train um the monorail no you know um uh at universal studios they have two parks Um, never been 
Oh, they have two parks, Universal Studios, <laughs> and at, at basically the end of either park, you can get on the Harry Potter train and you can go from one park to the other. Oh, okay. So, on the Hogwarts Express? Hogwarts Express, that's it, yeah. So the train journey itself is like five, ten minutes. But yeah. Yeah, it's still pretty cool. You can see like all the uh, creatures flying past the window and stuff like that. So nice. it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. But yeah, anyway, so that kind of brings our Harry Potter marathon to an end. Um, yeah, kind of ends on a womp womp kind of yeah, note yeah, yeah. but yeah, you know yeah, yeah what can you do um so next episode will be our 100th episode 100 wow two and a half years it's taken to get here All yeah right. um, it's been a journey so we've got some surprises for our 100th episode we will not say them now but stay tuned to social media where obviously nice little segue you can follow us on social media geeks and niches on instagram facebook and twitter we'll put we mainly uh, instagram seems to be where most people speak to us we will put some announcements on there about 100th episode and you can um probably join us so oh dun 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 yes yeah, and you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcast. Google, Podbean, Apple, Spotify. We are everywhere. So please leave us a five-star review and tell your geeky friends. Thank you very much and have a good journey. Good journey. <laughs>